The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello there, everyone out in listening land. Yes, this is Vincent Jenna. I am your host, and I am coming to you live from Topsail Beach, North Carolina, where it is quite cold and rainy and ice rainy a little bit and the ocean is raging a bit but it's still very beautiful i i love weather like this i love different weather um, and changes in the seasons it it kind of reflects us and how we change throughout the year and feel and act in different ways Well, it is the season. I hope everybody had a wonderful Hanukkah celebration or um, for those of my uh, Jewish friends and listeners out there. And um, it it would serve everyone well to just do a little research on the stories of these celebrations because they're really important. They're really important to understand your spiritual makeup. Okay, because every culture has a way of explaining and giving messages and symbols um, metaphorically or, or metaphysically to to remind us constantly of who we are. So so just for Hanukkah, just to remind everybody, the story of Hanukkah is that uh, the Temple of Israel was destroyed. Of course, they're constantly were constantly being attacked by somebody, and it was it was destroyed, and they needed to clean up and put it back together um, because that is their faith: is you rebuild that which has been destroyed because the spirit is never destroyed, right? Only the building was. So their realization, though, was we only have enough oil left to light the evenings for one night, only one night worth of oil. And so I don't know how that's going to to work. We're not going to get everything done in one night. So they said, well, we've got to do the best we can and, and put together and clean up as much as we can. And so um, the oil was burning and they went through one day and the oil was still burning, and they went through two days building the temple, and they're going, well, what's going on over here? That oil should be out by now, And but we keep going, keep going, work hard. And they kept working on the temple, and two days, three days, four days, five days, the lamp is still burning. Six days, seven days, by the eighth day... By the end of the eighth day, they finished rebuilding the temple as best they could. And then the oil stopped. The light went out. And it was a miracle to them that 
oil enough for only one day lasted eight days. That was a miracle of God. But the interesting thing is that the light that shines within us is to let us know the same light of that temple is the light of your temple and to let you know it will last as long as you need it to last. It will be there forever. They needed eight days to rebuild their temple and they had light for eight days from a one day's worth of oil. You can rebuild your life any way you want and you will have enough light. And light is always representative of enlightenment, enlightenment, wisdom and enlightenment. And you have enlightenment within each of you. All of us do. That's how we were created with all of that wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And remember, wisdom is only knowledge that works. That's how it becomes wisdom now. You can have a piece of information, but that's information and you can hold on to it and be part of your knowledge, but it doesn't become wisdom until it is applied and it works. Now, all of a sudden, the knowledge is wise. So, so they had light and the story of Christmas, okay, the birth actually begins with a light. So today is the metaphysical meaning of the nativity and how it applies to everyone, not just Christians. Jesus didn't come here just for Christians. Actually, when Jesus came here, he was Jewish. He came here for those who would hear, whether it be the Jews or whether it be the Romans, whether it be the pagans. Those were basically, you know, three, should we say, spiritual beliefs. The Romans had their own spiritual beliefs and paganism was part of that and there may have been some others as well there were several different practices and and religious beliefs especially back in those days as there is today um, so jesus came down for everybody he did not just come down to form christianity that man did that man formed christianity so today we're going to discuss the miracle and the meaning of the nativity, the whole story of the nativity, starting from the beginning. Right? An immaculate conception. An angel came to Mary. Mary was any person, any woman, but she was a good woman. She had a good background. But there was family. Here was the interesting thing. Why did Jesus choose? So here's the understanding. We do understand that we choose our parents. We decide, we make soul contracts. But there was a relationship between um, John the Baptist and Mary. Actually, John the Baptist and Jesus were basically cousins. And so they were all related. Souls stick together. Mary knew Elizabeth, John's mother. Right. So they were cousins. They were so so there was relationship going on because souls migrate from lifetime to lifetime together. So, of course, Jesus would come down 
to somebody. So Mary had to have had an agreement with Jesus' soul beforehand. But why an immaculate conception? Well, there we go with the concept of sex again. And how Paul and all those disciples, but mainly Paul, who did not like sex. So the idea of a, a Mary conceiving the Savior through a sexual act. So we had to start with a miracle to begin with. Well, what does that mean? What is the message? Why did we have to put that in the story, really? Right? Because the idea of an immaculate conception means it did not require a physical. There is nothing physically involved to be born, to be birthed or rebirthed. There's nothing physically necessary. It was a metaphor. Immaculate, it was pure. The creation of you was pure. Every time you first come into this world with your soul, it's pure. It's a beginning. It's a newness. Every time you want to start a new life, it's a new birth. It's a new beginning. It's immaculate, it's pure. That's the way it should be, pure, clean slate. In psychology, we call it nature versus nurture. There is a psychological belief that, or actually the, a, an argument, because those there are those who believe you come in with absolutely no nothing on your slate, no agenda whatsoever, and that nature and the environment and the way you're treated is what helps you to develop into who you are. Um, and then nurture is the belief that you do come in with something. You do come in with some personality. You do come in with some talents and gifts. They don't tell you where that you where you got them from. But they do believe you come in with something, which I think is funny. But we know, we know you do come in with something. You incarnate here, right? But you don't have a clean slate. Well, spiritually, you will always have a clean slate. You're always pure because that's how you were created. And you can always go back to that and clean the slate and be that pure being. So the Immaculate Conception is a birthing of a new understanding and wisdom of who you are. And it requires parents. It requires parenting. It requires the divine feminine within you, the nurturing, creative, emotional, and intuitive side combined with the divine masculine, Joseph, that represents the intellect, understanding, risk-taking, strength. So the spirit within you, the soul that is pure, that comes from a pure place, requires the divine masculine and the divine feminine in equal balance. And that divine feminine and divine masculine and those parents represent God. So your immaculate conception comes from God and requires your connection to God to mature.
the way it's supposed to mature. So that's where Mary and Joseph, the idea of Mary and Joseph raising Jesus. So remember, this is all metaphoric. This isn't a literal interpretation we're talking about right now. We're taking the the symbols and the icons and we're translating it into what it truly means. And so now, the first part of the story is after Mary becomes pregnant and King Herod hears about, and King Herod was the king of the Jews at that time, okay? So King Herod, very insecure man, heard about the possible prophecy coming true because there was a prophecy about the Messiah being born at some time coming into the world and that it was supposed to right, be right around this time. And so King Herod puts out an edict to kill the firstborn of all Jews in um, Nazareth. Yeah. So Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus was, was conceived or supposedly in Nazareth. And so Mary and Joseph protect the baby and themselves, and they're guided by the angels to leave and go to Bethlehem. So that meaning is that God, the parents of you and your immaculate soul, will always be there to protect you will always be there to take you to safe havens if you stay connected. If you stay connected. But now you're not born yet. This is even just before you even come down to this earth. We're talking about the soul and the spirit. Before it even incarnates, you are part of this force, this power, the parent of who created us, God. And you are a light well, we'll get to the light part in a moment. But you are immaculate. You were created pure. And you are shielded by God, the power of God, the force. And so now Mary and Joseph moved to Bethlehem. Okay, so here's a, a dramatic part of the story. You know, there's no room at the inn. I don't know what's going on over there. They're having a convention. Who knows? Some Jewish convention. You know, maybe there's some salesman selling some pots and pans and everybody is taken up at the inn. You know, go try to find a hotel today when there is a convention going on in town. Forget it. You can never get one or the prices are too high. So there's no room at the inn and Mary and Joseph and Mary has to give birth and stay in a stable. And, and just so that you know, this, this is a true story, by the way. This is a true story. I do believe in it as a true story. And the funny thing is, is that there were no, at that time, um, all of the homes were stone made. There was no wood. There's no wood in the desert. Okay, you know, an occasional oasis. They didn't build from wood. They build from stone and clay. So therefore, there wouldn't be a barn. What there would be is a dugout basement where they kept the animals. That's how 
they lived back then. The cows and the sheep, if they weren't out, well, not all the sheep, but the cows and whatever animals, the chickens that they had would live or stay when they weren't outside. They would stay downstairs in the basement of the home. It also helped in the wintertime to warm up, even though the temperatures weren't you know, that's severe. They weren't 10 below zero over there. They didn't, you know, live in the Arctic. They lived in the in the desert in the Middle East. And so it did get cold, but the animals being in the basement, what do we know about heat? It rises. So it helped to actually warm the home at night. So if Mary and Joseph were going to give birth, it was going to be downstairs in the basement someplace of the building of this inn and not in the barn. So why then the story of a barn if it's historically incorrect? Because they wanted us to know that our most humble beginnings, simplest the simplest form of birth, which is natural in life, has happened either in the middle of the woods, in some protected area, or in barns, right? In stables, animals gave birth in stables. And so therefore, the message was in the most purest and simplest forms of life. When we incarnate here, that's what we incarnate into, the simplest forms of life. So we don't incarnate into rich bodies in mansions. That's the reason why there wasn't a resort there in Bethlehem and why they didn't have this luxurious room at the inn to give birth. That would have taken away and that would have made people believe that you have to be this um, rich, almighty person in order to be that special Christ. No, simple. A matter of fact, then even the simplest of beings, shepherds, a shepherd, they were usually, they usually had the, the most common job. It wasn't an elite job. Those who sold the sheep or sold the wool from the sheep, the sheiks, they they had more money. But those who, who managed the flocks were either family members or just low hired people, helpers, simple, common, common people. And then this child is born, and then there is a birth. But before the child is born, again, there is the light, the star. And it happened on a day where in our planetary system, every single planet in our galaxy aligned. As a matter of fact, this December 23rd or 22nd, I forgot the date, um, Jupiter and Saturn are aligning. They were two of the planets. It doesn't happen often at all in our existence. And two of them are aligning. I think it's Christmas Eve, which again is meaningful. 
Now, it's always to create a great light. What is this? And an alignment. The light means alignment as well as enlightenment and, and wisdom and understanding. It's alignment. So there, there was on this day of this birth in this simple common place in a small non-exciting town. This child was born, a birth of a new light within you in the most common of places, wherever you are in your life, this new child can be born within you. This new light will guide the way and the father, the God is always connected to us, watching us, watching over us and guiding us. And so this child is born simple, common Regular birth, nothing special about it. And the shepherds came in, they knew to honor and worship this child. They were told, go, honor the angels, the guidance, go, honor. Honor the child, love the child, know that this child is here to save you. Yes, this child is here to save you. The rebirth of understanding this light, this connection this story of who you are will always save you. It will save you from anything that you have to experience. Now, souls don't need to be saved. But sometimes when you're out in the middle of the ocean and you can't swim anymore, you need to be saved. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a crisis, be it financial or health-wise, you need to be saved. A doctor can save you. There is saving that goes on in the physical world. And as long as you are connected to source, the saving will always be there. You are your own savior. You are the Jesus, the Christ that was born. You are the light that was in that stable. Remember, every single part of this story that I am telling you is a part of you. It represents a part of you, your immaculateness, your light, you, the parents, you, God, you, the child, you, the new birth, you, the common person, you, the common part who can honor the greatest part of you. Ah, now, now we get the three wise men. Three wise men come from far distances. They come from Asia, actually, Asian countries, probably India, Persia, those countries. That's who they were the king of, where they were the kings of. And it was wisdom that guided them. Something told them they were to go and see that child. Who are the three kings or what are the three kings? The three kings represent your units here on the earth. Body, mind, and spirit. And all three as separate entities are wise, but they were wiser because they came together as a unit and they acted together in search of the child, in search of this being. 
your body, your mind, and your spirit are always a part of you because that's who you are. And I will show you that that's exactly who these wise men represented because they came bearing gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, why gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Why gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Hmm, isn't that interesting? Well, there's a reason for that too. And I'm gonna talk more about the three kings on the other side of the commercial, we're coming up to a commercial break soon. So here we have a birth under a great light, under the protection and connection to the God force in the most simplest of forms, human life, in a manger, in a barn that represents life, life being born, simple, common, earthly life. Remember, we're talking about the earthly plane and life here in the earthly plane. And that you come down, and even though you come down in the simplest of forms, that's not who you are. But you have chosen to come down in the simplest of forms so that you can experience this life in a limited way. Humans are limited to start with. You start with nothing. That's the other reason for the birth in a barn. You start out basically with nothing. doesn't matter who your parents are. doesn't matter what wealth they come from. But you yourself personally start out with nothing. And you have the chance to grow. And what you grow with and the guidance you grow with We'll discuss that. So um, just before we go, I do want to announce that I have the great honor to be speaking and doing service at First Unity Spiritual Campus in St. Petersburg on January 24th. So join us online. They're doing virtual services. I am Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and we're discussing the metaphysical meaning of the nativity. So stay with me. Go get your friends. Go get a cup of hot chocolate and come on back. I'll, I'll see you on the other side of this commercial. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna.
Yes, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And for those reasons and many more, it, um, it is meant to be a wonderful time in order to remind us who we are. We don't take enough time to recognize and remember. We don't, we've forgotten who we are, which is why we act the way we do, which is why we suffer the way we do and hurt the way we do and lack the way we do, only because we have forgotten we don't know what to do to make it better. But this is what I'm telling you, is that if we just begin to recognize who we really are and remember and know that there are all the symbols around us to let us know who we are. And this is why I'm talking about the story of the nativity right now. So if you're just joining us, you'll want to go back and listen to part one before the commercial that talks about the symbolism in the nativity, what Mary and Joseph, the Immaculate Conception, the fleeing from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the being born in a manger, the shepherds, all of that. Now we're up to the three wise men. So here is the answer. This becomes the answer as to how to incorporate, how to incorporate the spiritual life, the simple life that you, well, actually the spiritual life with the simple life. So the simple life is represented by being born in a manger. So that's you being born on this planet. This planet is your manger. It's your barn. It's your simplicity. But that's what it's being told. This is no, you may think that this is a resort here. I don't care if you're born to parents with billions of dollars. This is simple compared to the kingdom, compared to the other dimensions that we are meant to evolve to. So, so that's the purpose of the symbolism of the manger versus the spiritual realm. Okay. And so now we get the the wise men coming, right, to honor, pay homage to this child, this simple child that was born. That isn't so simple because it's built in with the light and the love and the protection and the wisdom of God. Okay. So the three wise men, they bring with them gifts, gifts, of frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. So here's what's interesting about frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Frankincense has been used in temples and churches throughout history because one of the properties of frankincense, and you'll see that with essential oils, is it stimulates spiritual feelings. When you're meditating and you use frankincense, you feel you're taken to a higher level of consciousness. It's a higher vibration. So it, in understanding that they could have used anything. I mean, why didn't they use roses in church? I mean, that smells good too. You know, patch of lily, um, um, lilac, um, God, even pumpkin spice during the fall or candied apple. Mm -hmm. Right? That brings you to a different level. But frankincense 
brings you to a spiritual level. That's the difference, a spiritual level. That's completely different than just stimulating your physical senses. Right? So, one king represents spirituality, spirit, because of the frankincense, right? Then another king brings myrrh. Myrrh actually stimulates mental thinking capacity, mental capacity, mind. Your mind, it stimulates your mind. Yes, that's another scent that vibrates with human vibrations in certain ways. Focus, concentration, thought. Myrrh. And then gold. Well, we can't use gold in the spiritual realm. You can't use gold to stimulate your mind, even though you can be stimulated by the idea of having a lot of gold, but it doesn't help you think correctly. So what is gold for? For the physical world. It's for your body. So the three kings then represent body, mind, and spirit. And the wisdom that goes with body, mind, and spirit, and the connection of body, mind, and spirit. And they came together and worked together to find this baby. When your body, mind, and spirit come together, there is nothing but glory and honoring and wisdom. So you are meant to live in the physical world because it was a container, it was a whole gift, it was a whole box of frankincense, a whole box of myrrh, a whole box of gold. Certainly wasn't going to use it all right then and there. It was meant to be used through his life. You are meant to use body, mind, and spirit through this physical life, not just one. Why, if, if see, we get so confused in the spiritual world, because we think it's supposed to all be about spirit now, right? We go to the centers, we listen to Unity Radio, we go to Science of Mind centers, we listen to, you know, read the, the, the authors and their works, and they tend to concentrate on the spiritual area of your life. Well, that's only one area, that's frankincense. But there's myrrh and gold as well. That's supposed to be combined. There is mind and body. That's supposed to be combined. I mean, that's why I'm actually doing a talk at the Unity, the first Unity Spiritual Campus in Florida in January, on January 24th. Please join me online. Anybody can join. And I'll be talking about Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable, why I did this radio show. Because I want to talk about the mind, besides the spirit and the body, the mind that goes along with some of the issues and things that we have to deal with in life. It's not just all about spirit. It's not just all about, you know, talking to God. But it is about including spirit in with your mind and body, as well as including your body with spirit and your mind, as well as including your mind with your body and spirit. 
So oh, they're all interacting together as long as we're here. Once we get to the other side, then sure, we'll just be spirit and mind. We still always will have a mind. We just won't have a body. But here the three wise men were saying, here, use these together. King, king, leader, lead with your spirit, your body and your mind working together. Lead with them working together, not individually, not individually at all but working together. So, <clears throat> working together. So you've got the three wise men. Now you've got this whole concept of the nativity and all this glorious music and all these angels around. So you will always have this guidance. You will always have this with you in all that you do in this lifetime. You are never doing anything alone. You are never doing anything with just your body. You are never doing anything with just your mind. And you're never doing anything with just your spirit here. There are too many people that want to practice just living in their spirit. No, you don't want to practice just living in your spirit. You want to practice improving and evolving your spirit in order to help evolve your mind and your body together as the three wise men. Wise. They're the wise ones. They didn't say the shepherds were wise. That was the, represented the simplicity of life. They didn't say that the temple, that the barn that, that Jesus was born in was wise or special. It was simple. It's in the simple form that you are, as a human being, you are still made of God, light, body, mind, and spirit. And in combination of all of those working hand in hand with each other, that is how you get through life. That is the rebirth. That is the growth. And you always have to be reminded that is the Christ. Christ can also mean gestalt. Gestalt is a German word that means the whole, not just the pieces. We tend to compartmentalize. We do that. That's, uh, if you ever studied psychology, you would understand that that was a coping mechanism for the brain. I told you the two highest functions of the brain are to keep us alive and to protect us. Well, one of the ways that it also protects us emotionally is by compartmentalizing, breaking things down into small compartments. Things like um, you have your career life, you have your friendship life, you have your hobby or interest life, you have your family life, you have your volunteer life, whatever you get involved in, whoever you are in your life, those are all broken down into separate compartments. We like that. Once we separated from God and forgot who we were, we separated everything in our lives. Separated everything. Um, I've been a guest, and I'm going to be a regular guest on a UK. Anybody who's in the UK right now listening, you can go and watch on Sky Network, the Feel Good Factor channel. And the television show is called Scripting the Life You Want with Royce Kristen. And I've been honored to be a guest on there talking about the differences between science understanding of 
manifesting and the spiritual metaphysical understanding of manifesting and why those two separated. Why did science separate from spirituality? And that's one of the things we've been talking about. And that's what I'm talking about right now. We compartmentalize. That's another word for separation. And we separate the elements. We separated the body. We separated the mind. We separated the spirit because forgetting who we are, we didn't know how to have those interact with each other. So now there are even sciences. Yes, there's a lot to know about those things and those areas. So you've got doctors and scientists practicing and, and working on the mind and doctors and scientists working on the body and spiritual leaders and ministers working on the spirit. And it would be wonderful if they can have a convention and bring them all together. I mean, you have a convention for the doctors. Matter of fact, even the doctors have broken down. Oh, my gosh. There's the um, orthopedic doctors. There's the cardiologist doctors. They're the podiatrists. There are the, the urologists. There are um, proctologists. There are gynecologists. There are so many ists out there. I don't even know if they talk amongst each other anymore. They separated themselves. And so now we've broken down the body parts. And one's not working with the other. Yet we are a whole being. We're a whole body. Our body works together. If there's a problem with my hand, I assure you somewhere along the lines, it's going to affect my feet. It sounds like it's crazy, but why wouldn't it? Because it's part, it's connected. I have a, a problem with circulation in my leg. I have an issue then with my heart. Something could cause problems with my heart or my brain, right? So, so why would we keep everything separated from each other instead of everybody working together? And a lot of times they don't. Sometimes you get medications and treatments from one doctor that is completely opposing the treatment and the medication from another doctor. How ridiculous is that? So if we do that with just one section of us, that's the body. Well, then you got different theories. Now you got psychiatrists and psychologists and counselors and life coaches and, and social work, clinical social workers, all working separate on the mind. A psychiatrist completely works different because a lot of them don't necessarily believe. We got biopsychosocial. Biology, psychology, and sociology, which they believe influences the mind. And now you've got that divided into three sections and doctors studying sociologists and, and, and therapists that uh, spend more time on the sociology of a person's illness. In other words, the environment, the circumstances that are going on in a person's life. Then you have those doctors just focusing on the psychology of what's going on, the way a person is thinking. And then you have a doctor who focuses on the biology of the mind and how, how a person is reacting and responding, how their serotonin and norepinephrine are interacting with each other. Holy cow, we've got so many divisions. No wonder why we can't pull it all together. Holy moly. And yet the simplest form we were told is body, mind, and spirit wisely acting together. Pulling it together. We're needing to pull everyone together to talk about us as a whole rather than individual parts. And we can see the separation in all of our parts of our lives, even in our social lives. 
We, we've even divided our governments. That's right. We've got all different. What do we have here? We have all different political parties. We have Democrats. We have liberals. We have moderates. We have independents. We have Republicans, yada, 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 yada. So we, we've done that. Then we've we've separated our our classes, our social class. We've got upper class, lower class, middle class, lower, lower, middle, lower, lower, low, low, high, upper high. Oh, gosh. It's confusing me just thinking about it. My brain is just falling apart thinking about all the separate individual pieces that they have broken us down to. And so this time of the year is for us to pull it all together in a simple form. We are light beings having a physical experience, a simple physical experience. This part of our lives is the most simple part of our lives, and yet it seems to cause some of the most pain. And that's because the pain, pain comes, and this is proof of body, if you're a scientist or a doctor, when your systems are not functioning together in a harmonious, balanced way, you experience an issue which can then cause pain or discomfort of some kind. And so when body, mind, and spirit are not functioning together, we cause discomfort and pain in our experiences. And so by pulling body, mind, and spirit together, and how do you pull body, mind, and spirit together? Well, I think we know how to do that. My gosh, if you don't know how to do that, just Google how to take care of the body. And if you have nothing else to do in your life, just read all the articles about that. That'll take it to the end of time. Right? You take care of your body by eating right, getting enough rest, honoring it, listening to it, taking care of it when it is not well, exercising, making it strong. You take care of your body. You know exactly how to take care of your body. You know exactly how to take care of your body. You need to put more weight on, you do something to put more weight on. If it's more healthy for you to be thinner, then you do something to make yourself thinner. You honor yourself. You take care of your mind at the same time. You honor your feelings. You do what you can to put them in balance. There's some overlapping. You meditate and do some practices for the mind. It helps to take care of the body when you relax and you release stress. It helps to take care of and open up spirit. See how they interact together. When you take care of the body, you secrete certain hormones. You secrete things like endorphins that make you feel good. Right? And, and make you think better when you feel well. And when you feel well and you're thinking better, all of a sudden the spirit opens and you start receiving more, and you start paying attention more. And when you pay attention more to your spirit, 
and you realize that you're more than just a physical body, you actually then take care of the mind and calm the mind and put your body back in balance. The three wise men coming together to honor and give gifts to the child of wisdom, of spirit, of body, working together to live life, to grow, to be a light. That's what this season is about. That's what every single celebration is. It is the most wonderful time of the year for everyone, even those that seem they are without. They are never without body, mind, and spirit. They have all aspects of it. Even a paraplegic that is just mind still has body. He's got his brain inside something. And all of it working together can allow us to manifest, to grow, to understand. All we are here to do is to experience who we are, our greatness, our light, our wisdom, our immaculate conception of our purity, the God that we are within us. That's all we are here to experience. We're not here to experience getting rich and wealthy and getting a name for ourselves. We're not here to experience suffering and pain. That is not the reason we came. That was not the purpose of life. That pure nativity scene of a beautiful mother and father, an unassuming couple, that is the God force. There was nothing extra special about Mary. There was nothing extra special about Joseph. And that is what God is trying to say. There was nothing extra special about God other than it was pure love and light and then created the same with us. And if we keep seeing that God is that extra special being, then how do we ever align with it? Remembering we are extra special beings too. So we are all simple forms of life, living our light, living our wisdom, growing, loving, caring, honoring, worshiping, giving gifts, receiving gifts. That's who we are. And that's who we are meant to be. And this season, I want everybody to remember that about themselves, because that is the great gift greatest gift you can give yourself is remembering the Christ, the God that you are. So I wish everybody the healthiest and happiest of holidays. Let's heal ourselves. Let's heal this world. Let this pandemic be a reminder of what it's like to live in this world without the function of body, mind, and spirit together. And let's come back together and stop compartmentalizing, stop separating from ourselves. When we stop separating those parts from ourselves, we'll start stop separating from each other. And when we stop separating from all, we'll stop separating from the God force. And that all happens at the same time. It's a miracle. Everyone deserves a gift. 
Everyone deserves the beauty of life. Everyone deserves frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Everyone deserves to know who they are. So take the time to understand that. Take the time to share that. I want to thank you all. I know there's going to be some repeat programs until January. I want to wish you all an extremely incredible, happy new life in the new year, a rebirth of who you're meant to be and all the dreams that come with that in this lifetime and ones that you can form. If you don't remember what those dreams are, they're there. I wish you all joy and peace And I wish you that you experienced that part of you, that joy, that that raises the energy now. Those who leave now say goodbye, but know that they're not gone that far. They're right on the other side. They've left during the greatest time of the year where it's the highest energy, where more people are loving and caring and giving now than any other time of the year. And that raises energy. So use the energy to remind you, use the energy to understand life continues, use the energy not to be sad for the year, to be thrilled that you have more opportunity now. Merry Christmas, happy Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy new year. Thank you all for continuing to listen. I will see you in 2021. God bless you all. He already has. And remember, you are the nativity. You are the entire Christmas and reason for the season. It's to celebrate you. Goodbye, everybody. God bless. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.